Welcome to the podcast version of Police Science Doctor, the online resource bridging the gap between research and investigative practice. For police personnel who go the extra mile. For academics who want to connect better with investigative practitioners. On YouTube and on policesciencedoctor.com. Hello, hello everyone. Suzanne Knabonikol here from Police Science Doctor with your weekly dose of police science snippets, which are three bits of golden nuggets of published research that has usually um, very recently come out that I troll through for you to find things that I think you can put into practice straight away. A lot of research in the fields of police science, investigative psychology, forensic psychology, law enforcement, criminology, evidence-based policing, some of that is very abstract or extremely specific and niched, and it's not that easy for me to find something that, or three bits every week that I think you can at least think about applying straight away. But um, so, often, so far, I've always managed to find something that I can bring to you. Um, the what? So what I do with those is on Tuesdays, I come on live to talk about them put them into a little bit of context if I can. And I also email them directly to your inbox if you're on the Police Science Doctor email list, and then you can actually access the direct links to the research. Whether you can access the full article or not is unfortunately beyond my control. That's down to the publishing company of the article of the journal. But um, the abstract at least gives you a little bit of an idea of what it is about. So the first snippet for this week is about gender and risk assessments. Um, risk needs assessments assist correctional staff in assigning supervision and programming. Females are frequently overclassified as to their risk of reoffending, relegated to a category higher than their risks indicate. Recidivism rates vary substantially by gender, and a bias in overclassification is likely for assessments using a gender-neutral approach. However, a gender-specific method can create prediction parity, rooting out overclassification. So we should not be using gender-neutral tools on females to assess their risk because it, um, it will inflate their risk artificially. The second snippet for today is about transitioning out of prison. The, tra the transition from jail to community is a high-risk time for individuals experiencing substance use disorders, SUDs, with elevated risks of overdose and their substance-related harms, as well as high recidivism rates and reincarceration. Chesterfield HARP, H-A-R-P, a therapeutic community based in the Chesterfield County Jail in America that continues supporting former inmates through their release, produced positive growth across multiple recovery recovery capital domains. So what we need to do with people leaving prison, especially if they have substance use disorders, is actually help them to transition in back into the community rather than just letting them loose and releasing them into the same circumstances that potentially got them to use in the first place. The last snippet for this week is about CBT for crime prevention. Cognitive behavioral therapy, CBT, is an effective intervention for individuals involved in the criminal legal system. A nonprofit organization created and implemented a flexible curriculum based on the theories, on the theoretical tenets of CBT called Rewire. So this was done um, for young people. Early exposure to high levels of Rewire CBT increased later program engagement and participants were using the skills they learned to cope with situations involving violence and interpersonal relationships. 
suggesting the use of flexible CBT-informed programming can aid in reducing crime among high-risk individuals. So this was um, the study was done on on youth who were deemed high risk at offending, and they found that this CBT program administered early <clears throat> in their journey was effective at reducing risk factors and giving them the skills they needed to deal with situations differently, which is exactly what we want from CBT. So I hope that there was something of use for you in there. Obviously, you guys have a range of different professions, so I can't always tailor content specifically to you. But if you're on the email list, you also get access to the website's read page. So just Google police science and um, go to policesciencedoctor.com and enter your details into the form that pops up. And then you can join the email list for free. That will give you access to the read page on which all the previous snippets are there. And there's now 156 of them times three, three each week. So hopefully there'll be something that will be of use to you. So um, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. And um, I will see you again next week. Until then, bye-bye. Thank you for listening. I hope you found this content useful. You can get access to each episode's transcript with key learning points, timestamps and references if you get yourself onto my mailing list. Just go to the main website on policesciencedoctor.com and on the bottom of each page you will find a sign-up form for notifications of new content. Just enter your first name, your preferred email address and the type of organization you work for. You will not get any spam. This is just for me to let you know about new content and for you to get access to all the transcripts. Thank you.